Hello, and welcome to the fourth episode of the Lowell Stories podcast. I'm your host, Eric Doss, and I'm excited to bring you my conversation with Andy of Andy's Local Spotlight today. Andy and I had a great conversation back in February where we discussed what it's been like for him starting a new business during the pandemic. Andy also talks about some of the challenges that face local businesses in general and specifically during the pandemic. We hear a little bit of background of how he got into marketing and how he was motivated to launch this website. And also there's some discussion about his latest project, which isn't live yet, but we're expecting to be released pretty soon. So I hope you enjoy this episode. As always, I'd appreciate it if you'd rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else that you get your podcasts. Make sure you subscribe and please tell your friends about the Lowell Stories podcast. Thank you. All right. Uh, hey, it's Eric Doss again. I'm here with Andy from Andy's Local Spotlight. I, I'm just going to go ahead and turn it over to Andy to introduce himself and talk a little bit about his background, how we got started uh, with the Local Spotlight and, and some of his goals. I'm excited to be here with you today. So thanks for your time, Andy. Hey, thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. So like just got said, um, my name's Andy and I run Andy's Local Spotlight. I am a social media page, currently a couple of social media pages dedicated to helping small and local businesses. Um, this is a passion project for me that I started at the beginning of COVID, April of 2020. Literally, I started it because I was running by three local businesses right near my house every single day, one of which I've been going to since I was six years old. They have my favorite chocolate chip pancakes in the world. No joke. Uh, that's legitimately, every time I ran by it, I saw that they were getting slower and slower. And that really worried me. I, I think that anyone who has any sort of social conscience or anything like that doesn't want to see small businesses close. And for me, I grew up in a household in Chelmsford, Mass. with one of my uncles who was a plumber. Um, and I saw the fluctuations in his small business. He owned it, but there were years when he had three, four, five employees. Then there were other years when it was just him. And then sometimes that change would happen again in a year. So an idea was born and Andy needed some help refining that. And of course, he asked his wife for some help brainstorming. It was her idea that guided him down the path towards Andy's local spotlight. I had come back from a run one day. I was sweaty and gross. And I had seen that these businesses were getting slower and slower. So I went home and I asked my wife, um, Jen. And I said, hey, babe, you know, I, I really kind of want to do something to help these, these small businesses in the area. You know, it's, I just don't know what I can do. My wife is kind of your consummate wise ass, for lack of a better word. She said, well, you just graduated with a marketing degree and your head's always in your phone. Why don't you do something with social media? And I said, perfect. Right. I mean, I like social media anyways, but just about anyone our age, I'm 36. So I said, okay, that's, that's excellent. That's a natural evolution. So that day, actually, I started a Facebook page called Andy's Local Spotlight. It's the local spotlight if you're looking for it on Facebook with every intent of it really just being a super hyper local page where I, it's essentially a bulletin board. What I would do is I'd go talk about or visit the restaurants that I've been to with the small businesses really and post about them. That was it. I'd take pictures while I was there, or I'd take pictures from their Facebook pages or anything like that. But I just wanted to give these businesses a little bit more uh, exposure. So Andy's local spotlight targets businesses in the greater Lowell area, even reaching all the way down to Burlington and beyond. But I was really interested in learning more about Andy's connection to the Lowell and greater Lowell area. 
so I, I originally grew up in Bedford, Mass. And then at a certain point, I moved in with an aunt and uncle in Chelmsford, Mass. And I made, I love Chelmsford and I, I love all the surrounding towns, but I very, very swiftly made some, some of my best friends in life still to this day. I moved there in the end of seventh grade. And to this day, one of my best friends on the planet is the first kid in the neighborhood who came up to me and said, hey, dude, do you like Pantera? And I said, yes. And he knew I was lying because I had never heard of him. But, you know, if you grew up in Chompton, you go to Lowell. There's just mm-hmm. no ifs, ands, buts about it, right? Uh, you go to Lowell to get your hair cut. So I've been going to Lowell to get my hair cut since I was old enough to go get haircuts by myself or me and my knucklehead friends. We used to go to a place called Trucks in Lowell and get our hair cut. I've been to, I, at this point, I've probably been to every bar in Lowell. Some of my favorite restaurants on the planet are in Lowell. So I was a little bit curious how somebody decides to get into marketing and get into this field specifically. I expected that maybe Andy had done a degree in marketing and had some sort of job that made this a natural fit for him, but his story is a lot more interesting. So we pick up when he's talking about graduating from high school and heading off to Fitchburg State. That was an absolute mistake. It was like when I met with my advisor to drop out of school officially, it was like that scene from Animal House when, the de- no joke, he basically gave me the fat, drunk, and stupid. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. <laughs> yeah, I basically got that speech. Um, I think when I left Fitchburg State, I might have had like a 0.5 GPA or something to that effect. It was impressive, they, honestly. They, in, they invited you to not come back. So after his first attempt at college didn't go so well, Andy went out and got a job. After a period of time, decided that he wanted to return to school and decided that he was going to go into marketing. Uh, you said you just finished up a degree in marketing. When when did you graduate? Where did you go to school? What, like what was What took you to marketing? So... I was working at the time I started school. I'd been working at a paper mill, believe it or not, in Groton, Mass. For I think when I started the degree program, about nine years, uh, a little, a little under that. And I just decided that working at a paper mill for the rest of my life wasn't for me. It's specialty paper product. Yeah, absolutely. You were at the paper mill for for nine years, almost almost ten years, right? You yeah. Said- so I was actually at the paper mill for ten and a half years, and it was about nine years into my career at the, career at the paper mill that I decided that I work at the paper mill as a lifelong thing for me, wasn't going to cut it. So okay. I, started, I decided to go to school. Um, it was right around the same time, actually, I met my now wife and I, I'd kind of been flip-flopping back and forth for a few years about it. I, I'd always said I wanted to do it and I just didn't. I'm one of those people sometimes just whatever. Right. You know, um, it's easy. It's easy to have a habit. And if the habit yeah. is getting up and going to work yeah. and coming home tired and taking a shower and going to bed, you know, it's hard Absolutely. to hard to shift that up. I didn't think I was going to be able to do it, to be frank with you. And, and in all honesty, if I didn't find a program that had allowed me to do it full time online, I absolutely wouldn't have been able to. Um, oh, awesome. Awesome. So, yeah. so you did you did all your work where you so you're still working at the mill and going to school yep. basically full time. Yep. yep, absolutely. I was working 12 hour shifts at the paper mill. Uh, pretty, actually, pretty good schedule there. It was three days on, two days off two days on, three days off, two days on. So yeah, yeah, yeah. In reality, every month you only worked 14 days, but it was 12 yeah. hours, 12 hour days. And, and yeah. that's not, that's not going to shake your fist at, right? So I started school and then I got a phone call from a friend of mine at the time. And he said, Hey buddy, I have a job at BAE systems that I'm 99% sure I can get you into. 
it's not like a management job. It's not a high level job or anything, but I know for a fact you're smart enough to assemble a desk. And I said, okay, cool. Yeah, it was awesome. So I went in for the interview. Um, I walked in and I met my soon to be boss and her boss and three other people. And I was five people for this low level job and I couldn't believe it. Uh, literally, they just wanted a knucklehead who was strong enough to move stuff, but not but not so stupid that they couldn't get a security clearance, essentially. I fit that bill perfectly, right? Um, <laughs> You're like, I am both a knucklehead and not a criminal. And and so. that's essentially, that's what that was, right? Yeah. So that, that particular job lasted about a year before I got the opportunity to apply. And I got the job I currently have now, although I've had several promotions in the interim. But all the while, I've been going to school. So I went to school and I graduated with a marketing degree in August of 2019. I was very excited. I like marketing. It's, it's at the time, I thought it was something that I really, really wanted to do. And I wouldn't mind getting into it now, which is why I have Andy's local spotlight as well. It's, it's kind of a growth from that. Once I graduated school with a bachelor's degree, I realized I was slightly behind my peers, especially in the industry that I was in. So I said, oh, okay, what do I have to do now? And Okay, I guess I'm going to get an MBA. So um, I've been going, the only time I've taken off for school since I started has been one semester to get married. Other than that, I've been going straight through. So I'm very, very happy to say that next Sunday, the 14th, believe it or not, Valentine's Day, will be my last day of this semester, which is my last day of school ever. Taught at a, a technical college before for a little while. And like, man, you know, having some kids, we had a, I had a couple of kids. I mean, the kids, they were probably my age at the time, you know, who had spent six or eight years in the military or who had just taken some time off and gone and done something, you know, like it's pretty great to have uh, some, just some divergent points of view. I think it, I think it added a bunch of value to those classes. And then when I went back and did my master's or did a master's online, it was the same thing. Like, you know, we had kids, we had folks everywhere from lady who was 50 something kind of not, not at the end of her career, but much later in her career, uh, I was 30, 34. So now Andy is watching the beginning of the pandemic happen and he sees businesses that he really enjoys supporting, struggling with the diminished customers and being very close to the end of his MBA and also having a background in marketing with a little push from his wife, he decides to jump into Andy's local spotlight. I know that a lot of small business owners too don't have the social media savvy that I do. So I started helping with that. And then it very quickly became a lot more popular than I anticipated. Again, I just thought it was going to be like a hyper local page. It very, very quickly went past Chumford. I think I did places in Nashua very quickly. I started out in Lowell as well. And then Wilmington, you name it, I've been all around at this point. And someone then suggested that I go to an Instagram page. And I said, oh, I, I think that's a great idea. I don't know why I didn't think of that. So I started an Instagram page. And that Instagram page has grown considerably since then as well. Now all told, I have just under 4,000 followers on both pages. I'm really, really happy that I'm able to help the small businesses in the way that I have been. You know, they, A lot of the business owners seem to really like it. Um, you know, And it, it's a genuine thing for my part. I just, I don't get paid for it. Uh, nearly all the pictures you'll see has have come out of my own pocket. Don't get me wrong. There's absolutely been some businesses that have been very, very generous and said, Hey, why don't you come in for dinner or something like that? 
I, I do let people know that, that I'm very truthful in what I do. And I feel that being so is, uh, is very important to me as well. So tell me about like the growth of, of Andy's local spotlight. So how does, how do you go from having a Facebook page and, and an Instagram page to, you know, growing it to the kind of followership that you have? Like how, what was that process like? The process has been actually at this point, hundred percent organic, which is really cool. I haven't paid for any sort of advertising or anything like that whatsoever, but I'll be completely honest with you. A lot of it has to do, especially the initial growth patterns had to do with my friends and families and still does. I have a small group of friends who I can consistently count on that share my stuff. My friend, Mm -hmm. Anthony, give him all the credit in the world. Nearly every day, he shares at least something I post, whether Mm -hmm. it's on Facebook or Instagram. And he's always been, he's always been super supportive, supportive Mm -hmm. of me, no matter what I've done. He's just one of my best friends, you know, Um, or how about PJ from Navigation and Brewery? I didn't know PJ before this, but now I really like PJ. He's awesome. Every time I go to navigation, which is probably a little too often, I stop in and I say hi to him. And He's just a solid dude. Uh, I, I've got to say he was one of the first people to respond to me uh, when I started this. He is as excited, if not more excited, about the, the idea of a podcast that spots, spotlights local people as I am. And I'm like, dog, like I got to get this done. So I don't want to disappoint PJ. Um, I think he gets a sense of, of how important it is to, to support people who are in your community and, you know, doing things that are interesting. So you kicked this off in, in April of 2020. I mean, April of 2020, we were still watching Tiger King. Uh, the market basket was still out of steaks or pork or chicken or whatever. Like that's real early in the, in the pandemic. So, so you've never had this business outside of a pandemic. Um, you know, what's it been like? Like what's, what are you seeing from, uh, local businesses from April to now, you know, coming up on, on nearly a year of doing this, what's, what sticks out in your mind? Well, what sticks out in my mind the most is uh, how limiting some of the effects that the state, the regulations put into, I'm sorry, what it's how limiting some of the regulations that the state put into effect were to small businesses. Now, don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. I'm not anybody who says anything bad yeah, about sure. it. I sure. 100% understand why it went in. It just, it, you start, I, you immediately started seeing the effects on the small businesses. And I, I'm immediately going back to Navigation Brewery, you know, mm-hmm. they were always huge and slammed indoors, outdoors, mm-hmm. food trucks, everything. They're getting busier yeah. now, which, yeah. is, which is a good thing. But yeah. at the same time, I would go in and it'd be my wife and I and two other people, you mm-hmm. know, that sort of thing. And even the loading dock gallery down there, yeah. I used to love just kind of randomly walking through. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know art whatsoever, but I know what I like, right? That old axiom, yeah. you can't just freely walk through the loading dock gallery anymore. So mm-hmm. you've seen a lot more restrictions on small businesses that have just been massively detrimental. At the same time, if it's saving lives, if it's saving other people, I think that the small businesses will rebound. And I can tell you firsthand that they're slowly starting to do that. Mm-hmm. I have also, what I really, really love is I've seen more small businesses working together, more or less a network form out of the small mm-hmm. businesses. One business I knew their neighbor across the street was another was out of the deck chair. And they said, sure, let me go. I get them out of storage. So they had the deck chairs. And then later on that night, the same business, their heater crapped out on them. So that other business came over and brought them a heater. And, you know, and it's that whole thing, or even, even businesses have been sharing employees mm-hmm. that I've seen, you know, wow. if, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. I, I, I saw one where one bartender wasn't getting enough shifts and all that at one business so they had the owners had a conversation and 
then he was working in between. We have for too long told ourselves that we're really independent and able to do everything on our own. And I think that one of the upsides uh, of this pandemic, if if there is such a thing, you know, uh, or one of the not terrible things that has come out of it is like that recognition that your neighbor's really important to you. Without a doubt. You know what? One of the things I absolutely love that I've seen a lot of is businesses who are in direct competition with other businesses recommending those other businesses. You know, you have, there's no, there's no arguing between, I'm going to speak about navigation again, navigation brewery and Merrimack Ale, right? Both really good breweries in their own right, both in law, right? I love them both. To be completely frank, I really, really like them both. But Mm then I was at where I was at Merrimack a couple of weeks ago, my wife and I, and Merrimack has a peanut butter stout that I really like. Mm-hmm. Everyone, yeah. gotta go. I was in the mood for dessert. The waitress overheard us asking about that. So she recommended Good Times and Roll. I've never been there before. And I will tell you right now, I've been back twice for dessert. Is I was good? on my way there last night to get my wife dinner. It's like that for anything. The recommendations that I have received or I've heard people giving to each other about other businesses in the community, and it's mm-hmm. not just restaurants breweries it's hey if you need a ladder go to O'Rourke's or go to O'Connor's and that's yeah. a, a locally owned business you know even yeah. Jim are doing yeah. that now yeah. I love I mean look it, it totally makes sense like I, th- I think that your first response to competition is oh there's a limited amount of people who want to buy beer tonight and so I have to compete with Merrimack Ale if I'm navigation or if I'm you know vice versa and I think that what you realize is that when you approach this the right way, having like maybe you don't like navigation's beer and you just like Merrimack Ale's beer much better. And Absolutely. like, but now you are, you know, now you're not drinking Coors Light anymore and you're appreciating like crafted beer. And yep. if you don't like navigation, then you can go to you can go to Merrimack Ales and yep. you know what? But but you'll be talking to your friend who's like, ah, I don't really like that peanut butter stout's a little off for me. Like I like a yep. brighter, like I like a traditional New England IPA. Oh, yep. well, you know who's got good IPAs? If you like that, you should head over to Navigation and try their Uncharted series and blah, blah, blah. And so yep. like I think that like I think that people just have to push past that initial kind of discomfort with like sending somebody somewhere else. So we talked about the ways that businesses are having to respond and help each other through mutual aid to get through this pandemic. And the conversation turned to how the federal and state and local governments have been failing these restaurants and bars by not coming up with ways to support them and to help them make it to the other side of the pandemic restaurants like you can't tell them to close and mm-hmm. and then expect them to make it on 25% of their capacity like like i see the failures there as failures from the government you know like you, you want to tell a restaurant to shut down like i i totally support it back in march april when we didn't know what was going on but you got to pay people like right. you you can't just like like and and not just the employees like people have leases you know oh, people um, have leases they have every i mean and it's far more than leases too. Just talking to some of these owners, some of these people, you know, they rent out yep. XYZ. They still have to pay a grocery bill. They still have to pay their insurance, the employees insurance. Mm-hmm. You know, they're it's not over their leases, but they still have to pay electricity at the building. Insurance. Gone. You still have insurance, you know, like well, all of the stuff, man. And, and I, I feel like, I feel like that's been our big failure, right? Like you want to tell, you want to tell a brewery, they can only have 25% of the people there. That's fine. Like if that's what we have to do to keep people safe and, and like, it makes sense, do it. But like, don't, don't tell them they're on their own. You yeah, know? I, like, 
Um, yeah. So anyway, but that's help. yeah, that's 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 we, we got, that's that's a political rant that I'm I'm yeah. sure that we could, we can all uh, you know agree on parts of that and disagree on parts of that. So so I let me. <laughs> Not that we shy away from politics, but we decided that we didn't want to go too far down the rabbit hole of talking about how different levels of government could be supporting small business owners better. Instead, we turned to talk about Andy small business and the direction that it is going in the future. Um, so, so like what's in the, uh, what's in the future of, of your business? You know, you kind of started this on a whim, you're finishing up your MBA. Like what's, where do you want to go from this? Is this always going to be a passion project for you? So the spotlights of it is in and of itself on social media will be passion projects for me. Honestly, I really, really like doing that, but I am about to launch a website. I don't have a complete date for that yet where I will be expanding what Andy's local spotlight does by leaps and bounds. I'll wow. be off. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Can, you, can you give us, can you give us like a, a sneak preview or is a lot of it still secret or what's, what's the, um, whatever you're gonna, comfortable with? Yeah, I'm not going to say it's secret, but I don't have it completely formalized yet. So I don't really necessarily want to announce it, but right. I am, um, one of the things that I can say, because I've already said it a few times, is that small. I know that a lot of small and local businesses just don't have the social media savvy, right? They don't necessarily how to understand how to run their social media pages, uh, and they don't understand what they should be posting, should be posting, how to do it, and all that. Mm-hmm. So what I'm doing, and at what I feel is a very affordable price, is making social media marketing plans for these small businesses. Um, you know, I will okay. make that plan tailored around, yeah, I, I make the plan tailored around whatever platforms you currently use. And I will give you a plan for whatever platforms you're hoping to use in the future. Mm-hmm. And we'll go from there. And then I'm also able to give you a little bit of a consulting, um, a little bit of consulting to help mm-hmm. you out to learn. Cause I really want these business owners to become stronger no matter what I do. Honestly, even if they don't pay me, I just want these businesses to succeed. Yeah. In my work, I try to to do the work that I do in a, in a way that not every business can afford to hire a consultant, you know, or, or, or needs to, you know, to be completely honest, but you know, like anybody, uh, big companies, uh, multinational corporations, they can hire expensive consultants all day long. A lot of small businesses need those same skills, those same, um, you know, lessons and guidance. And it's really important to me to be accessible to them. Same thing with nonprofits, you know, like oh, it's yeah. really important for me to, to be there. So, so I get that kind of, you know, sense of responsibility to, to small and medium sized businesses, local organizations. So I have three questions for you. I ask okay. everybody that we, we, uh, have kind of a free, free flowing interview, uh, for most of the time, but I ask people the, the same three questions at the end. And part of this is, is self-serving and, and you'll see why that is in a minute. So my first question is, uh, if somebody comes to visit and they, they want to go to Lowell, what do you show people in Lowell? Ooh, that, see, that's an interesting question because Lowell in general is so interesting. In non-COVID time, typically I would take them to a concert at the Songs Arena. You've got, yep. and the Folk Festival, like yep. the Folk Festival the is my go-to. Like I just, oh, I can't, yeah. it still baffles me. When my wife and I first moved here, we were like, oh, the Lowell Folk Festival. I'm sure that's <laughs> going to be great. It's right. free. And now like we try it's to amazing. get our, we try to get our family to come and like, come stay for a week. Let's go to this yep. thing. Like it's, it's so well done. It's, it's yep. such a good marketing piece for Lowell. And, yep. and it's just important, you know, because, because you get to meet all different kinds of community there, you know, between oh, the food and the volunteers and the music. What is your favorite restaurant or bar in Lowell? 
Ooh, that see, that's a really, really tough one. Um, I, legit, <laughs> I can legitimately tell you that I have too many, like too many bars that I just really, really like. I mean, yeah. obviously I've spoken at nauseum at this point about navigation. I love sure. Max. Um, Thirsty First is really, really cool. I love, yeah. I love Thirsty First and I've liked most of the iterations of what was there first. Oh yeah, okay. But now I really like Thirsty First. They have really good food. Um, yeah. They do, they do or did do shows. And mm-hmm. in reality, it's just a cool kind of fun bar. The outside vibe right there is a lot of fun. And so the, my last question is, who's the most interesting person you've, you've met in Lowell? Oh, that's, that's another very loaded question. Um, let's face it, being someone who spent the majority of its formative years in downtown Lowell late at night after having had more than my fair share of beers or alcohol for that matter, I've met a lot of interesting people. I, frankly, I've randomly run into people that have known my family members from Bedford at really? 1, 1.30 in the morning outside of the Worthern and Lowell. I used to smoke. I gave a guy a cigarette <laughs> and he asked me my name. I said, oh, my name's Andy. And he's like, Andy's what? You know, this guy yeah. literally. Yeah, it's 1.30 in the morning. <laughs> They're closed at this point, I believe. Yeah. But I'm still outside. And, uh, he said, Andy, what? And I said, Nazaro. And he goes, Jesus Christ. I'm like, oh, okay. He uh, said, Nazaro, where are you from? I said, Bedford. And he goes, I know your whole family. And then proceeded to tell me some really funny stories about a couple of my uncles. So I laughed. I thought that was hilarious. Uh, it's I just lol in general. I've, I've met Mickey Ward a handful of times. He's super nice. Can't, yeah. can't say anything nice and uh, too nice about him, to be honest yep. with you. He's yep. such a nice guy. He's always... He's always out and there's a good chance he's going to buy somebody a drink who's ever around him as well. Andy, so, so real quick, we're going to close out. I'm going to say, you know, go ahead and give us, uh, h- how do people get in touch with you if, they, uh, if they're not following you yet on, on the different social media platforms? Uh, tell us how to find you there. And of course, we'll, we'll put all of this in a write-up with links uh, when this goes live. Okay, so I'm everywhere on social media just about at this point, except for Google Plus, because no one liked it when it was live and it's definitely not live now. But I am on Instagram at Andy's Local Spotlight. I'm on tw- Twitter at Andy Spotlight. I'm on Facebook at The Local Spotlight. And I'm on LinkedIn at Andy's Local Spotlight. As well as very soon, Andy's Local Spotlight.com will be launching. Okay, um, so that's the domain name, Andy's Local Spotlight.com. Uh, absolutely. And, and hopefully by the time we're live, uh, you know, by the time this publishes, uh, that'll be live. And, and maybe we can, uh, we can visit after that and, and talk absolutely. about what you're doing. Without a doubt. All right. Well, look, Andy, I really appreciate it. I thank you for all your time today. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing what you launch. Thanks, Eric. I appreciate it. As you can tell, Andy and I had a really great conversation. And I really enjoyed his insider's insight into things that are going on in the small business industry and the restaurant industry and bars. Uh, but but really just across all small local businesses, not just in Lowell, but across the whole Merrimack Valley. I really appreciate you listening to this fourth episode and thanks to everyone for your support, for your subscriptions, for sharing the podcast. Um, if you haven't already, please go to Apple podcasts or your preferred podcast source and leave us a review. It really helps get the word out about what we're doing here. Also, don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to share this with your friends as that's the best recommendation that we can have for a podcast. And also, if you would like to tell your story on the Lowell Stories podcast, 
head over to www.lolstories.com and find the tab about joining the podcast. And I would love the opportunity to talk to you and have you tell us your story. Have a great day.